Welcome to the... No. Welcome to the... Welcome to the... Welcome to the Mr. Honest Podcast. This is Gordon Ramsay. No, it's not. No, it's not. Get out of my head. We're not going to split these little personalities anymore, Arthur. It's I've come to terms with the fact that you are a coping mechanism. Okay? You think it's that easy, huh? You think that conflict's just going to go away? <laughs> That's a spawn of your show, partner. You are the most annoying thing that has ever happened to me that I've ever been a part of. Um... Right. So you like to blame Arthur for your problems, right? But you refuse to admit the fact that you allow him to stay. You've hired him. You let me in. You let me into this establishment, Mister Mister Honest. Let's cut the music, okay? How did I let you in here? Because the way I remember it is, you just kind of let yourself in. You know, you use the guise of this video game. And I honestly don't even know who you are, who you think you are. Um, I, th- I think you know exactly who I am. And I-, I think you just need to come to terms that I'm a part of you now, partner. No, it's it's not how it is. But Eric, you allow him to stay. <laughs> but Eric, you allow him to stay. Don't you see it? It's not like, it's not like you did not create him yourself. It's true, Eric. He... Mr. Ramsey has a point. That chef... Fucking... You know, I have also noticed that you've been here a little bit more lately, Gordon Ramsey. And is that specifically because I've been watching a lot of Kitchen Nightmares? No, I don't think it's quite that, Eric. It's not that exactly. It's... Well, what is it then? Hmm? I invited him, Eric. I like Chef Ramsey, all right? Arthur, you have no affiliation with Chef Ramsay, as if Chef Ramsay would even have time for you, all right? No, no, he's not lying, Eric. Chef Ramsay and Arthur go way back. Actually, I'm his great-great-grandfather. This is ridiculous. Well, I did do a show recently exploring my roots, and I did find that Arthur Morgan does carry 5% of my bloodline. Really? Right. But aren't you from, like, you know, the UK, um, in, you know, all, all that area, you know, not in America. That's the Wild West. You didn't, you, you know, <sighs> your education is showing, Eric. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just waking up here and I'm dealing with uh, the Genius Brigade over here. Um, and I'm going to be honest, we could do a compilation or, um, you know, we could just talk about right now the times that you guys have embarrassed me. Over the course of this show. It's been a long time since we have dressed it. We need to get some shit on the table now. Well, I don't think we need to talk about it. I think the show needs to go on. As it's been going on. It's been working. You know, you get us in there from time to time. We've been keeping our... uh, Well, we've been really keeping our our cool lately. Right? Right, Alec? Yeah, we've been really working really hard to, you know, establish more of a working dynamic here at the podcast. We want to show you, Eric, that... We are serious, and we, we don't want you to just let us go. We really care about our jobs. Wow. Well, I, I, you know, I'm going to be honest. That's the nicest thing I've ever heard out of you, Alec. Thank, thank you. Chef Ramsey, do you have anything to do with this? 
Yes, Eric. Because I, sometimes I get really angry. Because people like you, you don't treat your employees right. But this isn't a kitchen, Mr. Ramsey. This is my life. This is my head. You can't just get into my head. Well, on the contrary. <laughs> Wait, on the contrary, Mr. Honest. <laughs> I can get inside your head. I am inside your head right now. And the fact that you let someone like me inside your head, you think that I'm not going to take control here. Chef Gordon Ramsay. I've been trying to tell you this whole time, Eric. Ramsey, ever since you let him in in earlier episode, I believe it was somewhere, somewhere around episode 8 to 10, who's counting? <laughs> but uh, there was this cold open, and uh, I, you, you, you let me take control of the show. I took control of it from behind the scenes. I've been working your inner mind, Eric. The thing is, you need to have the passion for the show. It needs to stick to its roots, okay? Okay. So, we're going to be quiet when we need to be quiet. We're going to come out when we need to come out. We're going to have more guests. And Gordon and Arthur aren't going... Did you say Gordon and Arthur? What about Alec? Well, even chefs don't have their best days, right? Right. Okay. Well, you know what, Mr. Ramsey? I'm a, you give me a lot to think about. And I actually do think that, Arthur, you have been doing a great job. Really? Yeah. I haven't played Red Dead Redemption in months and uh, i don't even know if i ever will again but i will say that you have learned a lot in the time of the show um and i gotta say some people really do like you andrew is maybe one of your main advocates but you know he's probably the reason that you really got a couple second chances here arthur well i would like to thank andrew andrew is although you know i don't like him very much i uh i really gotta thank him for that even though i don't like him very much (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh god arthur you're a dick i like him andrew i like you yeah but i don't i know arthur just because he likes you and you don't like him that's the one type of power you've ever had over someone now you're gonna just throw it back in andrew's face i don't think he's gonna like that alec are you there yes well the thing is eric you, you pointed out multiple times i um i have a booming career in movie film television podcasting myself there is an Alec Baldwin podcast. If you want to go listen, um, I don't remember the name of it because uh, Eric really doesn't even listen to it that much. He should, but he doesn't. So that's okay. I'm also on the show 30 Rock. And you might also remember me from the movie Beetlejuice. (laughs) I'm losing my Alec Baldwin. Well, you'll never lose me, Eric. (laughs) Thanks, Alec. But uh, the problem is, yeah, I I don't watch a lot of Alec Baldwin. I do like Alec. I think he's funny. Um... There's only so much you could do with him. He's a good guy to have around every now and again. Right. And, and that's what we have been working on here at the Mr. Honest Podcast. Yeah. Um, I, I like Ramsey. Mr. Ramsey, can I ask you a couple things? Because I've noticed I've watched a few of your shows. Right. Right. Well, you know, is, it is okay that I kind of get into some personal stuff here. Well, we'll see how far. Um, let's see about that. Let's see about that. Okay. Okay. Are you going through a bit of a phase? What, what do you mean by that? Uh, like a disguise phase? Are you kind of like getting really into wearing disguises? Well, what, why would you say something like that, Eric? Because I think you're just always trying to up your game. And I think you've maybe lost, like, you've, you've reached your limit. 
So now you're trying to like take it to the next level. So on your latest show, um, I believe it's 24 hours in hell. You got to fix a restaurant in 24 hours. And I've noticed the difference between this kitchen nightmares. I think the extra time benefits these people. These people that are not running their restaurants, by the way, Mr. Chef Ramsey, you know, they're not going to benefit off a 24-hour crash course. These people are going to forget that in a minute. But this show is probably one of his best. But I think uh, Ramsey is really honestly going through like this. Not a midlife crisis. It's his version of a midlife crisis because he's not like sad, but he needs to keep upping his game and challenging himself. So he's like, all right, let's put it at 24 hours. And oh, no. And disguises, lots of disguises. I want to dress up in disguises. Like he wants to go undercover. He doesn't want to be Ramsey anymore. He just wants to, he wants to be like a product of the environment. He wants to be a fly on the wall in this restaurant when, when he, when he's getting a taste of the food, he's getting a good sense for, you know, he, he doesn't want pe- the, the, the staff overdoing it for him because it, he doesn't get a good sense of what the restaurant is really like. There you go. Wow. Ramsey, you took over there. Oh, no, I think I am going to take over. I can't stop him from taking over my... This isn't good, guys. I told you, Eric. <laughs> it's, it's Mr. Honest. No, it's Eric right now. You're acting like a wimp. <laughs> well, that is brutally honest, but it's true. Right. You can't control when I'm here taking over, Eric. And the more you resist, the more awkward it quite gets. Because people think it's a bit of a joke. But, you know, the more you argue with these split personalities, the more people tend to question their own reality and question your sanity, Eric. It's a great, great outlook. And, right, Chef, so back to your disguise phase. Now, I think it's... uh it's really cool that you want to go undercover and stuff, but do you think it's deeper rooted than that? What do you mean by that? Did your parents ever tell you you couldn't dress up in disguises when you were a kid? Well, why are you asking me that? Because this is what you do to your people on your shows. You kind of dig into their little personal lives. You know how to actually really get in there. But want to know what I really like about you, Chef? You don't take the same approach with any same person. You really... You know, Gordon Ramsay in general, outside of, you know, the one who's manifested himself into my podcast, like some sort of symbiote, and uh, is taking over the show. <laughs> it's not raw enough. The show isn't raw. The show needs to be more raw. It's not raw enough, right? Somebody help Ramsay is fucking losing it. No, no, really, I don't, you know, Ramsay is okay. But basically, real Ramsay is, uh, He's doing some really cool shit. There's this new show called Ramsey Uncharted. And this guy, like, as if he wasn't upping his game enough by putting disguises on. Want to know what he's doing now? Want to know? <laughs> if you don't already know. If you don't already watch it. Gordon Ramsey's like scaling clifftops, right? He's going, like, into the wilderness. Literally. you know, Like, he's not faking this shit. He's going into the wilderness and, like, Picking shit out of the ground with his bare hands and cooking it with, like, the people of the area. Now, you know, to take it one step further, further, when you watch a lot of Ramsey, you get to learn a bit of his mannerisms. But you take it one step further, the guy is really embracing the culture 
of these people um, around the world. And I honestly really think he's doing some really spiritual shit up there. And he's going to come back to America. He's going to like reinvigorate the, the American palate. I've seen this man eat a, a slug out of the ground. No kidding. He ate a slug out of the ground. He did not like it. But he's, he's not closed off. You have to be open to change. You have to be open to change, Eric. Your podcast is not raw enough. I've never heard you say not raw enough, but in the case of a podcast, it needs to be raw, right? Ramsey, I think you, I think you understand this message so well, Eric, that Ramsey's gone. Well, I don't believe he's ever really gone, but no one ever really goes. That is so absolutely complex. Now, I think it's kind of cool. It's been a while since I've had an episode with just you guys and, uh, it's been really a long time because we've been having guests, right? It's been pretty fun. I love the guests, Eric. You've been really opening yourself up to having people on the show. Yeah, yeah. And uh, But sometimes we got to do the solos. Sometimes we just got to get our, as we talked with Fernando's, our Jimmy's out. Getting all that bad shit out. He's like, just get it out, bro. Fernando, how about that guy? What a guy. What a guy. That wound, that, like, I got, he wooed me. He took me coast to coast, that butter and toast, you know. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. And then Andrew's been coming. He's a reenactor, reenacting. reenacting. <laughs> he's a reenacting of the real Andrew. You don't know the real Andrew. This is a reenactment. Now he's been coming by. Um, Havens just released a new EP, four tracks. If you don't remember Havens, they were on a few episodes ago. Go listen to the episode Havens, Mister Honest. Uh, Havens Dark Stride to Forward. Dark Side to Forward Stride is the episode. It'll be a few back. Yeah, and Jose Vasquez, um, one of my old friends growing up. I can't wait to have him back on. That was a real fun episode. I really, uh, uh, Burrito Boogaloo, Mr. Honest Classic, man. Yeah, so their new EP, Havens. Drum roll. It could be worse. EP, four, four tracks, Stranger, Happy Again, No Control, Displaced Truth, featuring Alex Zarek. Mike was on the show talking about this. This is a culmination of everything he is, everything he's worked on, um, along with the guys in the band, um, who honestly, they're phenomenal musicians, and I've known most of them all my life. Um, Mike Morgan, Mark Graham, who's also with Mike. He did a pretty damn good Dutch. I miss him, man. Can we have him back? Can you stop acting like a puppet, Arthur? Like you're not a cartoon character. Um, oh, okay. But anyway, um, and we got Zach Boots, the drummer, and uh, newbie, not newbie, clearly a lot of experience. We got Devon White on bass. Havens. It could be worse everywhere. Listen to it now. It's good. Um, and we're going to actually have them on and probably do a little bit of... Uh, we're going to do a couple music-based episodes um, in the future. I'm going to probably do one in every ten episodes. We're going to do like a nice hardcore music episode. And, and in terms of... I talked to Fernando about doing an episode about some of the music that was really big here when we were coming out of high school. And then another episode... Uh, we're going to have Havens back and we're going to have all the whole band and we're going to talk a little bit about the process of recording and uh, we're going to have some fun with the guys. I got another few really great guests coming up too. So keep listening. And uh, if you're enjoying the podcast, go rate us five stars 
um, because we need it. We want to be featured. We want to keep going. We want to get some advertisements. Not that I'll, uh, you know, I won't pick anything that you, you know, I, I've gotten one or two offers, but I don't want to, um, I'm not big on selling. Uh, no, I didn't get any offers. I'm going to be honest. Let's be honest here. There's no offers. <laughs> um, let's see. Let's get on. Let's move on. I want to talk a little bit about the games I've been playing. Man, gaming has, by the way, I haven't talked about it as much with the guest. Um, sometimes when I have a guest over, I'm just interested in what they do. You know, like Fernando, if he's not a big gamer, I want to talk to him about his like what he, what he's doing. To, you know, I'm filling everything with gaming. He's filling everything with piloting. So that's a career. I'm a, I'm a gamer. I'm a man child. That, see, don't insult yourself. Okay. Back to the point. I uh, I did 100% beat Spider-Man uh, PS4. One of the best gaming experiences I've ever had. I really love that game. I can't get enough of it. I, I, I'll be honest. Like I never really played uh, games to the 100% max. Trophy Hunter. I found that a lot of people, even on the subreddit Spider-Man PS4, they do... Like, people who don't normally beat games like this, they're, they're 100%ing it. But I even 100%ed it, and I went back, and I played it again. And then I found out that the new game plus was too easy, so I started a third game. Uh, <laughs> on the hardest, ultimately hardest difficulty, and I beat that. And I even, at every side mission, I 100%ed that. As if, like, I, like, it was awesome, you know? And I didn't, I, I loved every minute of it. Every single minute of it. Good morning, Zuko. Zuko the guinea pig. He's uh, waking up, getting some water here. Little Momo. I don't know why. Do guinea pigs harbor resentment? Because I think he's mad at me. Is it, can guinea pigs be mad at you? Maybe I'm sensing maybe he's sick or something. I don't know. I think he's okay. He's my little buddy. He's. Uh, I truly do care a lot about him. But, uh, okay. Another game. Um, what else did I play recently? I, I, I started replaying God of War. Um, PS4. And... I've been starting to get into playing games on really hard difficulty and learning kind of how to... I've been working on my temperament, okay? I, somebody with a little short temper, if you're playing on a hard difficulty, you can ruin your whole experience because you're going to get mad and feel belittled by losing at a little video game, which means nothing. But to some people who, some for some reason, carry their pride into these things, like I once did, like to into Overwatch or online gaming, you get really mad and then you lose your composure and then it's just like not even a fun experience anymore. But... Uh, now that I've been kind of working on my temperament, it's really fun to go for the harder difficulties. Because when, when you conquer them, it's like playing guitar. It's like learning a new craft. When you can conquer these giant godly beasts, uh, you know, with your flying ha axe hammer thing, it's you, you feel like Thor. And you're literally, you feel more powerful. It's more fun to play. It's like all of a sudden, you, you don't, you're not even thinking about your hands moving. You are that. You are Kratos. You're, you know, dodging, rolling. And, uh, you know, I've spent a lot of time with my girlfriend, so she's been kind of watching me play. We, we took a little break from the God of War. I'm, I'm, it's a, it's an intense kind of dark story. It's, it's fun, but, uh, I wanted to move on to Horizon Zero Dawn because it's one I've never played. It's been sitting on my shelf, um, for no particular reason. I'll, I will tell you the thing in the back of my head that stopped me from playing it is the, um, really the the setting like with the robots and the dystopia it seemed kind of depressing you know fallout i never really liked that game really a lot because uh the setting it was dark it was grim um lonely i i really do invest in the settings of the games i play i really like to let myself go into the world upon playing horizon zero dawn a little bit more 
you learn that it's a whole lot more than anything you could ever expect. Holy cannolis. What a good game. I'm, uh, I don't know how far I am through it. I'm taking my time with it. Um, I also do get a little frustrated because I, I didn't start this game off on an easier difficulty like I normally would. I started off on like the second to last difficulty because I wanted, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm liking this lately, but uh, it is a little, it's a little, it takes a little more time to, you know, take some of these giant crazy beasts down. If you don't know anything about Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, basically it takes place possibly 100 to 300 years from now um like robots have completely taken over the world <laughs> kind of like they're trying like like you're, you're kind of playing in the setting of the backdrop of really run down like you don't even like the people of this world don't even know about america or or like any technology they call them like the the metal gods like it's such an interesting setting but it's not dark because there's really no remembrance of that history um so you play as this girl Aloy, who's this outcast from this really culty tribe, but you learn, get to know that everyone's kind of just getting by in this world. I, I don't know. I'm still learning a lot. Um, I'm still on my journey here. But this game is one of those games where you could just press the walk button real slow and just look around at everything, everywhere you go, and there's an incredibly, incredible amount of detail. One of the most visual, uh, visual en uh, enhancing experience I've had on PlayStation 4 along with Uncharted, uh, the latest Uncharted game. Oh, my gosh. Um, some of the best gaming experiences I've ever had. I'm so happy I gave Horizon Zero Dawn a chance. I'm so into it right now. I will be updating you uh, about my playthrough on that. And I think I will probably beat it within the next week or two. I don't know. I mean, I'm really into it. Um, although, I, ever since Spider-Man, I'm getting, getting these new little strategies on playing games, and I like making little rules on I got to complete... I like... A, you know, playing it different ways. I get all the side quests before I go to the main quest, you know. all. But before, I was too overwhelmed to even... Skyrim, you know, for some people... I couldn't get into Skyrim because of all the shit you were supposed to be doing at once. I didn't know. I followed the main quest. I was stupid. I followed the main quest all the way through to, like, this big fight with a dragon. Like, on top of the mountain. Probably right before the end of the game. But my guy was so low level. <laughs> like, I couldn't... I, I didn't even couldn't I was like what am I doing wrong like I didn't know there was like I'm stupid I just didn't I was I don't mean to insult myself but I was pretty stupid in the, in the Bethesda games there's a lack of connection with me with all the menus the way the inventory goes it was just too much for me so I missed all the side quests so I didn't get the concept of why I couldn't beat this dragon with my hammer my like low level Skyrim Nord couldn't conquer this uh, godly dragon boss like end of game boss because I like skyrocketed somehow like snuck my way to the end of the game <laughs> you know what the games are supposed they're made to be played how you want to play them no i'm learning how kind of the menus work it's so stupid that it i mean I, I i didn't like inventory games is basically what i call them at first but now as i'm getting a little more into my game experiences a little more invested the graphics are a little bit better i can get into the world a little bit easier and uh you know i really really like uh investing in the world of the game you know right arthur i might i may visit red dead redemption again never say never I really hope for October they're going to release a Undead Nightmare DLC. That'd be great because for the first Red Dead Redemption, if you don't remember or if you don't know, they did a zombie like completely out of this world. Like John, spoilers, John Marston in the first Red Dead Redemption died, comes back to life. 
I think he died. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he died. And uh, to like fight off zo- herds of zombies. It's incredible. Um, okay. This is cool. Shift subject. Gosh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need to get evidence of this. I'm gonna need to get some evidence of this. I did teach my guinea pig how to whistle for food. Listen. Do you hear that? Like, he's doing it, right? Am I, is he doing it? I just believe he's talking to me, and it's, like, impossible to not give him food now, because he's adorable. So I'm going to do that. Give me a second. Okay. Give them some cucumbers. Cool. They're still probably going to want to cry for some food and give them, like, a full little salad. But that is not very good hospitality, Eric. You know, I've got the kind of narration Ramsey down. It's kind of hard to do a yelling Ramsey while I have my you know, girlfriend sleeping. I don't want to wake her up. Simple as that, Okay. It's about being respectful to the people who you who you live with, right? Right. Oh God! Ramsey to big guys like, hey, easy, big boy. <laughs> Probably what he'd say to me. Yeah. All right, movies. Anyone watching movies, TV shows? As I said, I have been watching a lot of Gordon Ramsay. I go through these Ramsay phases. I go nuts on Gordon Ramsay. I just watch all the Ramsay all the time, and then I get burnt out on him. If you do too much of one thing, Eric, it's not going to work. And that's pretty much what I do. I, I, I like, fucking binge Ramsay, and then I can't watch him for, like, three years, but I still admire the fuck out of him from a distance. And then, like, he stacked up, like, ten new shows in that time, and it's just like I get to binge him. Ramsey, man. Fucking Ramsey's so good. Man, that guy knows how to tackle life. He's like the Tony Stark of food. And I'm not even kidding. Like, he's he's just, like, sacrificing himself to food and cooking. As if, like, he's not making millions of dollars doing this. But, uh, good for you. I mean, I'm, yeah, I wouldn't, uh, aspire for that. Fuck. Aspire? Inspire? I really do think he inspires, which aspires him to not... Let me talk like I know what I'm fucking talking about. Yeah, so when I sit here alone, it's easy to get a little bit self-deprecating. <laughs> this is Dan Aykroyd, and I just wanted to come here, Eric. I wanted to come here to tell you that it's going to be okay. Really? Yeah, it's going to be okay. You really mean that, Mr. Aykroyd? How many times do I have to say it to get a thicker stick, thick skull? <laughs> <laughs> Got a little Dan Aykroyd in the house. Hey, I did not invite him, Eric. Mr. Ramsey, chef? Yes. Let him stay. I like Mr. I like Dan Aykroyd. Damn right you do. You know, if you didn't have Dan, if you had Dan Aykroyd here from the beginning, you would have had a lot more fun, Eric. I think I'm starting to lose you a little bit, Mr. Aykroyd. Well, you see, I want to let this art... I wouldn't let this Arthur guy come aboard. Wouldn't work for me. Really? Nah, that's not how I roll, Eric. Mr. Aykroyd, you're starting to not sound like Dan Aykroyd, to be honest. That's the problem. When you try to go too far with one joke on this show, you pile it into the ground, you rip it into pieces, you overcook it. It's not good enough, Eric. Thanks, Ramsey. Shut the fuck up already, though. Get out of here. Wow, he listened. Well, sometimes 
you know, you, you hire a chef to do your show work, and he's just sitting here, and he's fucking dicing onions all day, cooking food for us, and also trying to run this show. You got too much on your plate, Ramsey. It's like, you're right. I don't take enough time for myself. Damn right you don't. Damn right. Salt you by telling you you need more need a break. I bet he does. I bet Ramsey, if he stopped, he'd just like freeze into a rock. Cause like he needs to be cooking or like doing something cooking related at all times. He's got like two hours a night to sleep. Replenish his uh Ramsey juices and uh become Ramsified again. Like, that's not how it works, Eric. It's you are mad. You're mad. I know. I am. That's what I've been trying to say this whole damn time. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You're, you're laughing with yourself there, Arthur. <laughs> you know, you think he's not funny. You've got to give your employees more credit. Is he an employee? How is he an employee? I've been with you since day one. Day one, Eric. I sometimes can't believe that the way Eric treats Arthur, because it makes me not want to step up and be a better Mr. Honest. You have to treat everyone with the same amount of respect. You're giving me a lot of generic advice, and it doesn't apply to the situation, Ramsey. It doesn't. You don't think my feelings matter? Arthur, you've been whiny, you've been crying, you're supposed to be a cowboy, you're supposed to be a killer, man. You're not anymore. You've lost your balls. You've lost your balls, Arthur. What does that even mean? That's not the type of thing you could say in 2019, Eric. That's very forward thinking of you, Arthur. Very forward thinking. It's not fucking good enough, Eric. Your show is not raw enough. Is that what this episode is going to be called or something? Because that's all you keep saying. And all I've been doing is trying to listen to you fucking freaks. Eric, calm, calm. No, you calm, you calm down, Arthur. You calm down. My name is Alec Baldwin. What did I call? I called you Arthur? Yeah, I'm Arthur. I'm Arthur. You get your employees' names mixed up. You don't treat them with respect. Can we just verify why you're calling these people employees? They are voluntarily here. And to be honest, they're just here. I didn't ask them to stay. You act like you don't like them here. You engage them in conversation. You let them even run the show from time to time. I don't let them run the show at all. They, they they take the stage when they damn well feel like it. Trust me. They did this whole weird wedding thing when I had the band Havens over. We talked about this. It was weird, right? They got like they pretended to get married. They pretended to get married, right? And so it was for the show. It was it was for your audience. How is that entertaining to Havens, who's there to talk about their music? It's it's it's, it's annoying. It's weird. It's honestly overdone. And everyone, really, you hear anyone saying that, Eric? I think you're the one uh, deterring people from the show, Arthur. Dun, 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 dun. Wow. Wow. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? You think it's not easy to, to run a show? You think you can do this on your own, Eric? I would like to run an episode of my own, and I've always wanted to say that, and I think I deserve it. But, Arthur, you can't run your own episode, man. It's just not going to keep people involved. What if, what if I talk about, you know, things that are really important right now, like Hong Kong? You have no right to talk about Hong Kong. Nobody, no 
you that 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 is not in your realm, Arthur. You you have no knowledge of the Hong Kong situation. I don't. You're not going to be able to talk about Hong Kong. It's like, I'm going to have to agree with Eric on this one, Arthur. You can't talk about Hong Kong. That that is completely out of your element, and none of your business. Oh man, see what I'm working here, though, Chef. You have to have the right temperament. You should let Arthur run a show. Because it may, on whether it's good or not for him, you might not know. He might not know. You have to give him a chance. But what about the chef? Isn't the chef supposed to be in charge of the kitchen? I'm not supposed to run the kitchen. Now I'm supposed to, you know, like, I'm not supposed to, like, gain respect by that. It's like, this isn't a kitchen, Eric. It's like, but that's what all the metaphors you're using are. That doesn't matter, Eric. You are fucking full of shit, Mr. Ramsey. This Ramsey's full of shit. The Ramsey on TV's good. This is not the real Ramsey. This man is an imposter. Not an imposter. I can't stop becoming him. Because all the personalities are just one person. And if you try to kick them out, you never get them out of your head. The deep backline story is getting really dark in this show. And, uh... I really want to know why it seems that every time I try to force the idea of pushing you three or whoever even manifest out of you. Creativity for sale. No. Creativity. I think it's the creativity guy, Eric. Thanks, Dan Aykroyd. I could have figured that out, though. Hey, Eric, what's busting your chops today, pal? Well, these guys are... They're really, just really making me feel shitty about the way I run the show. Don't listen to these guys, Eric. I've been giving you the juice this whole time. You don't even know it. Really? Don't tell him the secret. It's kind of like in the movie Space Jam, you know? You're going to use Space Jam as a reference now, creativity guy. It's one of your favorite movies growing up, Eric. You can't deny it. You know, Eric, he does have a pretty good point. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm listening. And Space Jam, when Bugs Bunny gives everyone the water, it's magic juice, right? It's magic juice, but it's not really magic juice. It's uh, it's just water. <laughs> yeah, I remember. That's a great point. The way you would describe it is so, uh, you know, it reenacts so well in my head based off of that description. Thanks. You know, Eric, I, I sense a little bit of sarcasm, and I could just take my my business down the road if you'd like. No, no, no. Creativity guy, you know. And, so, and every time you come, I seem to get myself a churro, so I'm really happy about that. This is the dumbest reoccurring thing ever, but whatever, we're going to roll with it. Okay, creativity guy, what is your point? Eric, you know, you're letting these guys get to your head when in reality, they're the ones who are making your show kind of what it is. And also, you know, you're on episode 29 right now. Do you realize that? We're coming up on a 30 episode. That's a landmark, Eric. But 50 is more of a no. You gotta take it one episode at a time. That's ten more episodes. You got ten more to go. And then another ten to get to fifty. Make the thirty a big one. A landmark episode. In which we will bring back every guest we've ever... We can't bring back every guest we've ever had. We're not gonna be able to do that anymore. And we're gonna keep making people expect that. Because we wanna... We wanna have more guests. We don't... We can't bring back, like, ten people. You know, Nico's off the grid. Don't bring up Nico. We miss him too much. I miss him too. <laughs> I miss him too. He's doing good though. He's doing really good. I don't know if I could publicly say yet what he's doing, but I'm going to tell you right when I can. <clears throat> you may even uh, go get to see Nico if you really want. 
um, soon. So he's doing something really big, and uh, he's away from home, but uh, he's doing something he loves. So, hey, Nico, we love you. Uh, we hope you're doing great. Um, let's see. Yeah, so that whole little Shakespearean tragedy just unfolded. I don't know um, if these guys are... Uh, yeah, we're still here, Eric. We're still uh, we're still sitting here just watching you. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to ignore. It's just kind of like the uh, you know. This is getting this is getting nice. Maybe I should just open a couple chairs to these guys, and just start letting them you know just take the stage. You know, Arthur, Arthur, you there? I'm here. <sighs> Do you wanna maybe? Yeah. What? For our 30th episode, would you like to host the show? Me? Yeah. Yeah, you. You want you want me me to host Mr. Honest podcast? Yes, host, not fully run. I'm going to take the stage most of the time. You can host the show though. You could um, announce me, bring maybe bring me on stage and we'll, we'll see what happens. But if it Starts to go south. I don't know, Arthur. You, I won't let you down, partner. I, I swear to God, this is, this is an honor, and and this is how this is how you do it, Eric. This is how you treat your staff. It's not a staff, though, right? No, it is a staff. Staff of friends. Thanks, creativity guy. Are you gonna stay around this time? You know what? I think I will. Really? It's like you got fuel in the tank, Eric. I'm putting my money on you. Yeah, Eric. We like you. We like you a lot. Thanks, Mr. Aykroyd. I like you, too. You're not around enough anymore. I know, kid. I know. Hi, Alec. You there? It's like, as I said, Eric, ghost. Ghost in the night. Ghost in the night, Eric. What do you think about Arthur running the show? I'm so proud. I'm so proud of <clears throat> So proud of all the progress you made. And uh, um, congrats on 30. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Alec. That's great. And uh, my girlfriend's probably, like, writing the breakup text right now because she's in the other room, probably sleeping, but waking up to me talking to five different versions of myself. Ramsey, what did I do for you? Because I could take the stage whenever I want now. That's going to probably be dealt with a little bit later. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have to talk about this. You know, this Ramsey's like, you know, he's like the Thanos of this one because out of nowhere he, because Arthur and uh, Alec they're kind of like dimwits. And uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, hey, wow, whoa, ah, wow. <laughs> oh, oh my, oh my God. That's everyone reacting at once. I'm gonna try and cut that. If not, you're gonna just. Hear it the way it happened, but just still. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, Damn. Uh, dimwits, dimwits. After all this, after, oh, we're gonna have to make this a two-parter. After all this, you call them dimwits, even though they are. Oh, they whoa, are whoa, whoa. It's not fair. Life ain't fair. Life ain't fair. Life ain't fair. Damn. Life ain't fair. Life ain't. Life ain't fair. Life ain't fair. Uh, life ain't fair, partner. But it's been a fun one. What do you say, guys? I think it's been a great time at the Mr. Honest Podcast. I really enjoy my time here. You know, Ackroyd, we're going to have to work on you a little bit. We're going to have to watch some more classic Ackroyds. We need more Ackroyd. Just like we need more honesty in the world. As I've learned over the last few episodes... 
if you are honest with yourself, you tend to be a little bit happier with the outcome of things. And that's not going to be consistent every day. Um, I've learned sincerely that there, there's never not going to be downs. There's going to be ups. There's going to be downs. As simple as it sounds. And when you start laughing at the simplicity of these statements, um, yeah, laugh and then take a minute and actually think about it. Because I really learned that when I start to listen to some of the generic stuff, it starts to gather a little bit new meaning. Because it all comes down to the basics, really. It all comes down to what am I going to do today? How am I going to do it? How am I going to accomplish it? Don't reflect on what was given to you. Reflect on what... Well, yeah, reflect on what was given to you. Don't reflect on what you can have, what you weren't given. Use what you have to your advantage. Know that everyone's outcome is different. Everyone can really, truly change. Um, and they can. Everyone can change. Give. Ev- don't ever... I mean, who am I to say... If, some, if, you, if, you, if one of your family members got like murdered by somebody, for fuck's sake... Don't, you know, that person probably, you don't have to think that they change. I'm, I'm, you don't have to do anything. This is your mind. I'm just saying what I'm thinking. This is a Mr. Honest podcast. I'm Mr. Honest. Um, back to the point. We still got a little bit of this crossing of the divide song. I really think that episode 30 is going to be fun. Do you, Arthur? Yo, I got plans already up the book. Yeah, it's going to be good. I, 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 you know, we got to let Arthur run the show because... He did start from a game called Red Dead Redemption, but his influence in my life has carried me through this podcast, episode 29, um, and we're having on episode 30. I know I'm counting them down, but that's just the way we do here. Each episode's a landmark. Each episode's a lesson. Um, whether or not it's the best or the worst, we're still here, and we're still learning at the Mr. Honest Podcast. So email us, Podcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your thoughts. And go rate us on the podcast app, uh, Apple, Spotify, everywhere, anywhere you listen, Stitcher, uh, give us a rate. And thank you so much for coming. I hope to see you again soon, which will be a great time as always. Thank you. (laughs) That was like all of the characters at once. (laughs) Seriously. Adios. Thanks. Bye-bye. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Damn.